Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But before all of that, we're actually going to stay with food and we're talking about no-shows at restaurants. People who book a spot, a table in a restaurant and they just don't turn up. And one restaurant in Cork, it's a Michelin star restaurant, actually had a cancellation fee of 250 quid. Now it's because the couple cancelled their booking with only 30 minutes notice um, and it's the tasting menu at the Bastion is 130 euro per person but the restaurant said look they, they had to throw out all of the food because um, the people didn't show up and they did give like the, the, the reason was they said they had to make an emergency trip to A&E but should we should people be fined for not showing up at a restaurant or giving too short a notice um, for the cancellation period. Let us know your views on this today. Paul Travaux is the owner of Travaux's Restaurant in Killarney. He's on the line. Paul, are, do you operate a, a no-show charge? Uh, hi, Andrea. How are you doing? Uh, we, we, we don't because, we're, thankfully, we're very, very lucky in Travaux's in Killarney. It's very, very rare we have a no-show. But this story in particular, it's unfortunately a story that I can understand both sides of it. Uh, both sides are right. Uh, because, I mean, the couple are obviously not going to turn around and say, look, you know, okay, the kid's sick, but you're here, we'll go out for dinner anyway. And the restaurant is right, because this is not like, you know, what will we do for dinner tonight, darling? Do you want a, you know, do you want a pizza? Do you want a Chinese? Or will we go out for a seven-course tasting menu in a Michelin-style restaurant? But, by the way, we need to be there in 20 minutes. So there was no way the restaurant was going to cover, uh, you know, or resell those seats. You know, like my restaurant, if I have a four no-show, there's probably three fours walking in off the street looking for that table. So, so we're lucky. But so Michelin Star is a completely different level. So I completely understand the owners uh, that they were left, you know, unfortunately high and dry and that they had to recuperate their costs. Some of the staff would have been there, food would have been there. So I understand it's not ideal for both scenarios. Slightly different in the sense, as I said, it's, this is, you know, one of the best restaurants in the country. Uh, so they're stuck and obviously fully understand the, the couple in question. Their child is sick. Um, so they're kind of, you know, they're, they're in a predicament as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. I don't know, one of those ones, unfortunately. It, in general, though, I mean, kind of, because I've noticed it more and more frequently and actually in particular, I think, you know, during the pandemic, well, when, when you were allowed to go out, uh, to go out and, and restaurants were reopened and, and have food out, um, I noticed that more and more places, Paul, are taking card details and card numbers to at least hold a deposit per person at the table. Is that fair? Yeah. It's like it's definitely becoming more and more popular. So, like, say in a tourist town like Kalani, it's very possible that I might have a fag party, a hen party, eight American golfers, whatever, something like that. Where on the, and I've, we've all done it ourselves. Where all of a sudden there's one guy who's made the booking, and six of the fellas after the golf turn around and say, "You know what? I'm actually quite happy just to stay here, have a few pints. There's a match on the telly here. You know, have to hell with the restaurant." With no consideration that the restaurant. You know, it's obviously bought in the food, bought in the mm. staff, and they're keeping the space. So it has happened. So I fully understand why, you know, more and more places are doing it. I, I personally don't like doing it, unless it's a very large group on a, say, particularly quite night in November, Tuesday in November, where I'm opening specifically for them. I hate to do it because I always love to, you know, have that good faith and trust in, in, in customers. As I said, thankfully, it's very, very rare we have a no-show. Okay. I mean, like, even on a Saturday night, it's very rare even a two-don't-show. They'll always call us. They'll always say, look, the babysitter got, you know, stuck or something. We're stuck. And we say, look, no problems. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Uh, but again, the Michelin Star restaurant, it's not as easy as that for Michelin because you're just not going to resell that table. So, so they do, unfortunately, get cut out. And yeah. operating at that level... They are throwing the food out. They're not. They're not going to turn around and say, "Look, that would be grand for tomorrow." 
you know, they are operating at the highest level possible. So I fully understand where they're coming from. Yeah, I wonder have listeners um, noticed this more more and more places looking for deposits? And I mean, does it put you off actually going to a restaurant if you have to give card details, you know, per head at the table? Uh, let us know today, 1800 453 106. Anthony Gray is on the line as well, Paul. Anthony is with uh, Elabon in Sligo. Do you have a cancellation fee there? Anthony? Um, we, we, we don't have a cancellation fee, but what we do and what we've had to do, unfortunately, over the past, say, four to five years, is we've had to charge a small deposit fee, um, which is 10 euros per person, because what we found was in um, the times of the graduations um, where, you know, a student to graduate and they might book a table for maybe 10 or 15, and, you know, I got caught a couple of times where we rang them and they were in the pub. So, you know, you're left with it with a total empty restaurant. So we we just charge a small fee, a ten euro fee, and we'll be doing that again at Christmas because it's it's quite evident in Christmas. And especially look at in Sligo, it's a total different kettle of fish. But in the bigger towns, you're definitely looking at a, a deposit. Like there has to be a deposit paid, mm. and I think people have came to the to the to, to the reasoning of it that it has to be paid. Like, if you go to the cinema, you pre-book your tickets. If you go to watch a play, you pre-book your tickets. If you go to see a concert, you pre-book your tickets. It has to be the same for a restaurant, but within reason, you know, we have to find the middle ground as well, and we, we still have to look after our locals and our customers that come in the door. Do you ever find that you get people who'll call up and they'll inquire about a table, you know, for four, maybe at eight o'clock on Saturday night, and you say, great, Jack, can I get the, the car details there, Andrea? I'll be taking a 40 quid deposit now. Do people say, yeah. oh, no, hang on a second now, I don't want, don't want to do that? We don't do that, um, Andrea. We don't do that. Like, if, if somebody rings up and makes a booking for four, we'll take them. But it's on the bigger nights in question, and it's closer to Christmas time, where we have to enforce it. Because, you know, what, unfortunately, what does happen is, and in the bigger towns especially, you'll have people ringing up three and four different restaurants, making making bookings in each of them restaurants, and deciding then, well, you know what, we'll go to this one. And sometimes... Does that happen, Anthony? It does happen. Yeah. 100% it does happen. And they won't ring the restaurant name. And, you know, you are left, like, you have to understand, these are perishable goods. Yeah. The goods the goods go off. And, like, I, I'll never forget it. It was in, in Sligo, maybe, I think, four years ago, and I was left with, I think, 40 no-shows. And I had 40 people that just didn't bother ringing uh, to cancel. And I took it. I took the bucket in good faith. They didn't show up. I had the staff in. I had the food in. And obviously, we lost, we lost a fair bit of money. And it's not fair. It's not fair in the restaurant owner. It's certainly not fair in no. the staff either. No. Oh. oh, no, look, I think you're dead right, actually, to take, you know, card details of a deposit or charge something uh, per head. Like, particularly, you know, and I take your point, Paul, and I know this is kind of a trickier situation because, like, naturally, if somebody rings in and says, look, we've an emergency, we've, you know, somebody's in the house is sick, we've got to go to hospital. There is going to be a little bit of leeway, but I can understand, like, it's fair. That situation, that picture you've just painted, Anthony, of the the um, the 40 people not turning up is, I mean, sure, it's, it's, it is. It's ab- absolutely desperate. I think there's no no doubt about, no doubt about it. It's soul destroying. It's soul destroying because the other side of the coin is, like, if it's a Michelin star restaurant, as Paul rightly said, look, at there's different um, aspects to that, and the, the food is bought in. But, like, I'm sure that the restaurant owner of that Michelin Star restaurant has obviously talked to this rest- the, the couple that were meant to come in, and I'm sure he's offered them another table another night. You know, yes, they might have to pay the 250 but as I said already, there has to be a middle ground in all of this, you know? Fiona's on the line as well. Fiona, what's your experience? 
Andrea, how are you? Good. Um, yeah, just the same situation where I was charged for not being able to show up and I called and cancelled. But more so, I would understand um, on behalf of the restaurant why they have to cover their costs and restaurants like that won't stay open if they don't. But hardworking people who are spending their money and not getting anything back and being charged, something like that, I think is just unjust. Now, there was no terms and conditions sent to me. There was nothing um, verbal said to me over the phone. It was just that the credit card was taken. Um, I never would have thought that if I had to cancel that the amount of money that was taken, I would actually understand if it was a no-show, I would take the money from a no-show because I think a no-show, you know, is a bit unfair. You don't know what the situation is, but somebody should ring at least, no matter what Mm. the situation. Somebody should ring, you know. Um, But this was a genuine cancellation and I was charged a lot of money. And I had to go and kind of just accept that. And I thought that was very unjust. I think... Even if there was a small charge, I would have like understood. And how, can I? So, so you actually you, you've had a situation before where you called, couldn't make a reservation, called to cancel the reservation, yeah. to, and you were still charged the full whack um, at the restaurant for for not. I was showing. charged one hundred and twenty-five euro. It wasn't as much as the other story, which was two hundred and fifty. I think well, that still gentleman, a hell of a loss, but it yeah. was. It was still a lot of money. I mean, that's a day's work for me, maybe, you know, or, or more. Well, you might, and, yeah, it's, um, it's like you've been out for the meal. Yeah, well, yeah, like it's a lot of money. It's an awful lot of money. And it was just taken from my card. So it was charged out of my card without me saying it was okay to take it. They just took it. And I had no terms and conditions. I had no email. There are a lot of, their explanation was that it was a very small restaurant. Um, and if you have a small restaurant with a small amount of people, I personally think maybe courtesy calls or an email should be sent. And can There's I ask, Fiona, sorry, did you give much notice? Like it wasn't 30 minutes beforehand or no, something? No, it wasn't. It was the evening before. So, so it was 24 it's hours notice? Less than 24 now, to be fair, I'd say. But, but, but you know, within, I, you know. within a certain amount of time. It was not a no-show. It was not 30 minutes beforehand. And I would understand that actually somebody may be being charged not 250 or not 125 but maybe a, you know one you know a, a small amount even if that should be done I don't know but if it's just a huge amount of money 125 euro or 250 euro to come out is a lot of money to be charged I think it should not happen there are restaurants in the city that house 150 people and they give a courtesy call to ensure that you're going to show and that you're going to be there and that everything's mm. okay because everyone has situations that come up um, and to charge people that is just there has to be something figured out as to where the restaurant can uh, benefit so the, uh, in those Yeah, but Paul it is a bit of a different it's a different situation when somebody gives okay, maybe not 24 but even 22 yeah. or 21 or 20 hours if you're calling the evening in advance, I totally understand. And we're not talking about any one specific restaurant, just in general with regards to Michelin star restaurants, of which there's many in tasting menus and, you know, expensive tasting menus across the length and breadth of the country. But when somebody gives, a, you know, a phone call the evening before to say, listen, I can't make the booking tomorrow. Is it, 
is it fair that they would still be charged, do you think, effectively full well, whack? I mean, for, for me personally, as I said, we, we've never done it. And we, we've, I think maybe once in 20 years we got stung. And when I rang the, re- the, the guys to see where they were, they said, we're in your restaurant. And I went, I'm pretty sure you're not. And they were actually in a restaurant about 50 yards up the road from us. I don't know if they just walked in. Maybe the other restaurant was laughing away. But I, I think it's really important that we understand. Like, we, we used to have a saying in the hotel industry, a room once lost is a room lost forever. And that's 100% applicable in a Michelin-star restaurant, particularly like the one here that we're talking about, because I think they have about 12 tables where they can sit a maximum of 36 people. It is quite small. It is very unique, and it's a serious uh, occasion destination, shall we say. So to get the 30, I, 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 you'd be sure that somebody communicated beforehand to say, yeah, we're coming, are you coming? Because it literally was cancelled 30 minutes beforehand. I mean, being, Fiona, listen to Fiona, they've been charged 125 euro from being the night before. I think it's crazy. I certainly wouldn't do that myself. But look, each to their own, because I'm a firm believer, win some, lose some. You know, so if they didn't come tonight, they might come back to me, you know, next week or two months later. But if I turn around and charge them that amount of money after giving what I would consider fair notice, which is 24 hours for a standard restaurant, I think that's plenty of notice. Uh, I mean, they're going to turn around and say, well, we're never going to you again. But again, it's, it's really important that we understand that the Michelin star restaurant that we're talking about in particular is a small amount of seats. You're not turning those tables two, three times in a night. Yeah. So they know when they're full and it's probably six months to get in. Uh, so they know they've budgeted everything on the reservation. Oh, yeah, no, have. and I so, totally, totally, totally understand that. I haven't been to the place that we're, that, that, um, that we're talking about in, in, in the story. I know Fiona's um, Fiona's experience is different, but I, you know, I understand completely like the level of work and the organisation and the prep that, that goes into it is is incredible. Like, Anthony, what yeah. is this? What is, a, um, in your view, a sufficient amount of time? Is 24, I mean, even is 12 hours enough time? Ah, it, it depends on the business. Like, everybody has different company policy and everybody has different policies in their own business. Like, I suppose I look at it the same. Well, you know, I don't want to... We're in the hospitality trade to be... Hosp- ho- to, to look after people. Mm. That's the reason why we're in the hospitality trade. So my my look on it would be, you know, take care of the customer at all costs. You know, it, don't upset them. And obviously, you know, don't try and rip them off. It's... It, it, Totally and utterly agree with all your statements, and especially look at if it's a Michelin star, that's a totally different other story. Like that's a totally different level of of dining. And and and, and as Paul says, they only can flip the table so many times. But like there has to be a middle ground in it, and you have to look after the people too. Like that's look at that's my motto. Thanks be to God, it's worked for me so far. It works in Sligo, and but there is occasions where I have got stung, mm. and I've learnt my lesson from it. And I've charged them a small deposit fee. We'll be doing it again this Christmas. Yeah. Christmas and you're dead right. You're dead right, Anthony, no, you as well. Have to do it. That's uh, life. Th- this texter says, no shows put me out of business. I worked as a driving instructor and 99% of the pupils would not show up at some stage of their training. And if I mentioned that I still needed the payment, then the pupil would actually just leave. They'd go to another instructor. Happens in other sectors and industries, not just in hospitality. Bill has gotten contact. He says, it's effectively a contract when you book a table. So consider how angry you'd feel if you turned up having made a booking to find the table had been um, provided or given to somebody else. And this listener says, for a Michelin star tasting menu booking, the restaurant should make bookers aware of strict cancellation policies. Also stating last minute unavoidable cancellations for whatever the reason will be charged a certain percentage of the total amount. At least then people won't be blindsided by the situation. Keep your text coming in to us, 53106, if you find yourself in this situation before. Stephen McMahon is um, from the Patients Association. Uh, Stephen, I know you were listening to this story in particular. We're talking about Cork. Is it fair to charge people who have to go to A&E? 
Well, I think that um, just, you know, looking at the explanation of the reason why the couple couldn't attend is probably what what, uh, caught our attention. But I do agree with Paul there, who was saying, you know, that, you know, that there's a lot to be said on either side of the case from the point of view that it's a business and so on. But I think the point here is, you know, about a little bit of compassion. Uh, you know, expecting a, a parent to see if they can fill the seats while they're probably worrying about their child on the way to the hospital, you know, it, it isn't really, you know, a, a desirable thing. And I wonder what the Michelin Guide itself, what sort of guidelines they have for compassionate cases, because the figures that we're hearing, there are listeners out there at the moment that don't have €125 Euro to probably get a full shop when they pay their, I know. You know, their gas and their electricity. Oh, it's now, a once in a lifetime, you know, for Absolutely, you're not yeah. doing this and every that, Tuesday night of the week. Yeah, and that's the point I want to make. Do you know what I mean? It appears there in the article in the examiner that the lady, that they had a voucher. So you don't know what the celebration was or what the occasion was. But like, again, I just wonder what the Michigan Guide themselves, what sort of um, uh, guidelines they have for compassion. I mean, you know, God forbid you had an accident on the way to the restaurant. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you actually ended up in hospital and so on. So I think that, you know, we need to have a little bit of compassion. These restaurants at the end of the day are making a lot of money and surely there's some way that they can allocate or build in the expectation that they're going to have four or five no-shows at a restaurant of that calibre in a year and actually cost it in because it's very small uh, contribution in the overall scheme is of it, in their cost. Is it, is it that small, Paul, overall? No, no. no he, I mean, he was flying there until he said that the last thing there. I um, Sorry, I missed his name when he came on. Um, Stephen. Stephen. That, yeah. Stephen. Sorry, Stephen. Sorry, Stephen. Uh, no, no you were spot on with everything you are saying, but uh, no, the, uh, at this moment in time, I can tell you now for a fact that restaurants are not making a huge amount of money now more than ever. Uh, a lot of them are just hanging on by a tread, but look, it's a whole other different conversation. I think what's really important here is we're talking about a top-class quality restaurant, Mission Star here in Ireland, who are fantastic at what they do. I think we're talking about a really uh, brilliant couple here that unfortunately has a, a, a situation that they had to deal with with their kids. I'd love if the couple uh, were to get in contact with the restaurant. I'd gladly throw in 100 quid if somebody else wants to throw in 100 quid so that they can get to have the meal in a brilliant restaurant and that it's everybody wins because... Well, no, I mean, fair is fair. I mean, as I said from the start, this is a situation that nobody's going to win. Both parties are right, and I fully understand where everybody's coming from. So, I mean, I'll throw in 100 quid. If somebody else wants to throw in 100 quid, that's this in there, so that they can get to have the meal. And this is a top, top quality restaurant we're talking about. They wouldn't do this willy-nilly. They wouldn't be doing it if they didn't have to do it. Mm. And uh, they're not happy. I can guarantee you they're not happy that they had to do this. But, uh, I mean, if we could come to some, because I tell you what, they've got great exposure. So, like, they should finish on a high with the exposure that they have. There's not too many restaurants in the country that get a mission star. These guys are top of their game at what they do. So I, th- I think that would be a great way that if we could solve the situation. And oh, I would say just one thing for everybody that's booking for Christmas. I know exactly how it happens in the office. One poor sod gets caught with booking the, the, the office party and they'll book three or four restaurants. And on the night they'll say, right, lads, we have a Chinese, we have an Italian, we have an Indian, we have a whatever. Which one are we going for? And they'll all go to one and they forget to cancel the other two or three. Just bear in mind, mm. our industry, oh, like well, a lot of others. that's desperate. Yeah, no, I, I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happens a lot. And I heard Anthony saying it, and he's spot on. So if, if, if everybody just did the honourable thing, book your restaurant. If you can't show, ring them in as much time as you can. If you're 20 people and you're only 12, let them know, because we're under enough pressure. So just if everybody plays ball, then we don't need credit cards, and we don't mm. need to be doing that, and everybody well, look, wins. I mean, the other side can of I... it... The, sorry, go on ahead, Stephen. 
Yeah, I was just going to say there that I think it's also important that, and I'm sure it happens in a lot of places, that, you know, like if there is surplus food left over at the end of the night, that maybe there are local charities that can avail of that rather than actually binning it. Because when you look at the, the waste that can be involved in that, and I know that there are a number of different charities that help to, you know, collect this food and, and distribute it maybe with people that are less fortunate. The other point as well, just to, to, to make on this, you know, like, and, and it's one of the texters, James has got in touch and he says, like, if people buy tickets for a concert and for whatever reason they can't attend, what's their expectation around that? Actually, they'll, they'll cancel the concert for them and they'll, they'll wait till they're ready. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the point. I mean, if, if I showed up to my concert and said, listen, I had an accident with the kids and I forgot to bring my tickets, they're not going to let me in either. Because otherwise, everybody's going to be showing up with that. So, yeah. I mean... There's, there's a whole lot to take into it, but I think yeah. Look, I hope this gets resolved because uh, it's it's not a, in my opinion it's not a situation that no. warrants the publicity. I think, as I said, top class restaurant, really good people. Surely we and can you find do a way hope that, as well that for everybody the, wins for the people involved. That as well, you know, if they're, um, I'm sure they've they've read the story today and and in uh, in in the paper, and I'm listening to us as well. Like you hope everything you know is 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 okay too. Uh, Paul Travaux, Stephen yeah. McMahon, uh, Anthony Gray as well. Fiona, thanks a million to you all for getting in touch with us here on the program. Five three one zero six would be asked to pay a deposit of any kind. Would that put you off booking a restaurant? I'm sure a lot of people will be um, thinking about this now in the in the coming months heading into the Christmas period. You heard the advice there from Paul for people that are considering making reservations. Just please don't book two and three and four places. It's utterly unnecessary. But you can get in touch with us 1800 453 106. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. A little earlier in the programme, we were talking about a restaurant in Cork, a Michelin star restaurant that charged a couple €250 after they cancelled their booking with only half an hour's notice. And there's been a lot of reaction to this today. A lot of people getting in touch with us here on 53106. We're asking, should you be fined for, well, cancelling a restaurant reservation? How much is too much? Should restaurants take deposits? Um, I often wonder, does it actually deter people if they are asked for a card, you know, card details when they're they're booking a, a restaurant? Doreen got in touch with us, though, to talk about restaurant cancellations. Um, do you think people should be fine, Doreen? Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. Mm. Um, I think it's uh, likely so for restaurants who, as we see, is out of pocket at the minute, especially with the cost of everything rising. And then for to soak up the cost and of no-shows, then on top of all that, it's just a little bit too much for the restaurant to swallow. So to address then the cost of no-shows and help the restaurants is what um, I've just launched a website called Booking Swapper. And it's, for example, you would have a reservation, we'll say, in the restaurant in Cork, Andrea, and you've paid a deposit, we'll say, just of 50 euros. Um, but unfortunately, you can no longer attend. So you would put it up on my website called Booking Swapper, and the restaurant would get a notification that has just gone up onto the website. But they have to approve it, which is really important, as the booking is still in their control as such. Um, once the restaurant is approved... It's live then on my website. And then if we'll say I'm looking for a lovely reservation then in this restaurant and in Cork, I would go on to bookingswapper.com, see your reservation, and all I have to do then is just click swap, and then it's mine. 
So I would pay, we'll say, a little bit of premium then to get this last minute um, reservation, we'll say 52 euros. You would get your almost all of your deposit back, 48 euros, we'll say, just for example. And then the restaurant gets their table full of customers. So everyone really here is winning, Andrea. Okay. And why did you decide to set this up, Dory? I actually thought of this back in 2017. Um, I think it was um, Adrian Cummins on the Restaurant Association was talking about the cost of no-shows one January. Um, and I was just driving in the car and I thought of this. So it's only, it's a long time coming, but I've just launched it maybe we'll say last year. Mm. And um, priorities had to change. We Bobby came along. So uh, I'd love to uh, get back onto it and get a, um, in touch with a few restaurants that would love to come on board. Let's pilot it out to see if it would work and tweak a few things if we need to then as well but it would be great just to get talking to some restaurants to see if it would work for them okay Uh, grace is with us too um doreen grace why did you get in touch about this hi hello yeah i just wanted to um highlight the fact that there are some um, unscrupulous people around when it comes to uh, cancellation um, I have a small restaurant uh, with only 12 tables. So, okay. as you can imagine, it's, um, we we really can't afford no-shows or we can't afford cancellations. So, um, I had a booking this year. A lady called and, um, or no, she she had a booking. And then she emailed me to say that she, she needed to cancel it at short notice, like a few hours beforehand, and um, because she had COVID. So, obviously, I took her at her word and I cancelled the booking and I told her that there wouldn't be any charges. Yeah. But um, her husband called back about an hour later and um, he uh, he just inquired about the time for their booking or something. And I said, uh, oh, that's cancelled because your, your wife called me and or your wife emailed me to cancel. And she said, oh, no, 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 we want to keep the booking. And I said, sorry, I cancelled it now. And um, because your wife has COVID. And he said, um, she just lied. She just lied um, just because she didn't, she didn't want to be charged. So he actually told me that she lied. Right. Yeah. So you see, there are some, peop- some unscrupulous people. And I was taking her at her word. I wasn't going to charge her. Yeah. And do you charge people now? Do you, like Grace? Do you have a sort of a deposit system or some kind? I of have a, a system. You yeah, do, we, have, yeah. we have a booking system. The um, the, the, there's an email sent to to the guest. They have to um, follow a link, enter their credit card details to um, confirm the booking, and they can also cancel within. If they cancel within twenty four hours, there is no payment. Mm. But other than that, they have to pay. The the full amount. P- full, yes. full amount. So if if, if they amount. so if they call that morning, for instance, and somebody's sick, they have to pay. No, the- <laughs> well, you see, I would be very skeptical now because of my experience. You know, calling saying you're sick. You know, I, I do. I, I did up until that point. Up until I got that email from that lady, I would take people at their word. But mm. it's very hard now. I know. Look, I know. I, I personally so there don't is have another an... side. There is another side to it. You know the. How do you decide what the full? Is it a set menu, or how do you work out what the? Yes, we we have we have a set menu. You do a set menu, so you can mm-hmm. work out what the the charge. If it's thirty quid or forty quid or whatever it is, you you charge people per head if they don't they don't show up. So they, that's right. They have yes. to cancel within twenty four hours. But it just means 
we don't get uh, we don't get cancellations at short notice now. You don't get it. Will. Yeah. No. They make we sure they're there. It. We have eliminate. We have eliminated that. Yeah. And look, and I mm-hmm. I take the point. You know, and I, and I I read out the text earlier that came in from from James, and and it's it's a it's a fair point. Like if if those people were going to see Gareth Brooks and they couldn't go, they'd lose out well, on the money. That's it. Well, yeah. Well, this is it. You know. So why should it be any different for 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 a business? especially a small business that, you know, the amount of tables you have is really important. So you've sold that amount of tables. You know, it, I mean, if we got two or three no-shows, mm. Oh, I know, sure, it's a huge, of, of course, it's a huge, huge you know. impact. And we're constantly uh, hearing lately, Grace, you know, from, from businesses. And I was reading even about a restaurant today, you know, been um, having to close their doors as well, just due to the costs of the operating costs at the minute. But so I totally take your point. I see another email in here as well from Kenny. Kenny has got in touch to say it's not just the restaurants, though. Yes, small businesses should all have a cancellation charge. I run a small valley business and we usually take bookings about four weeks in advance no no shows should be charged and last minute cancellations as we've we've lost two um we often lose two to three days wages as a result of this what other businesses do you encounter deposits or where where in what other industries um are you charged if you don't cancel I mean, I, I know my own hairdressers has recently brought in um, a deposit, or you know, you have, to, you have to pay something in advance. Give your card details so that if so that if you don't show up, there is a charge on the card. In what other industries actually have you encountered this? Let us know today. Five three one zero six. Grace, thanks a million for getting in touch with us. Doreen too on the program. Uh, still to come, though, we are going to be talking about this eviction ban and whether it's necessary. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.